This is the Five Point Play Podcast. Five Point Duke Basketball Fan Podcast. We are back. The summer edition. Uh, you know, AC, I always love when he, when he get you know, Will Smith playing a little summertime. Yes, sir. Uh, because that's when we know when we're off season, we can kind of pretty much talk about whatever the hell we want. That's right. But, but you know, John Shire is out there recruiting. And AC, we did a little recruiting of our own. Um, so I want to start it off with that. We did a little recruiting of our own this this past year, and uh, we're going to bring on a couple guys that are uh, knees deep in the, the, the Duke fandom. Uh, D has been on before. D, the Duke fan, uh, he chops him up with uh, AC and everybody else on Twitter Spaces uh, on the regular. So uh, just kind of that's kind of how we found out about the guy and, and came on here uh, during the season and, and was awesome. So he's going to be a, a regular uh, on the Five Point Play podcast. Jack is not with us tonight. Uh, he's still alive, guys, but he's just not with us tonight. We just want to make sure we okay. get that out of the way. Uh, but D, welcome back, man. I'm glad to be here, man. Excited about the season. Excited to be a part of this. Um, good things to come. Yeah, no doubt. Welcome to, welcome to greatness. The board's yeah, 100%. Um, yes, and then we got, we got one more. Um, Pablo, he, uh, he writes for Medium. Uh, a lot of great Duke content. Uh, definitely check him out. Is uh, I've read a bunch of his stuff, and the dude is uh, he 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 knows Duke basketball, so not not a better person to bring on for for the five point play podcast. And we're gonna have four four of us rolling tonight, and we're gonna try to check this out and see see how we do. Uh, as you know, Pablo, your boy TK will be playing point guard. Are you more of a shooting guard kind of guy? Nah. <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm versatile man. I could do whatever okay. needs to be done. Active member of spaces, Pablo has been. So absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So, yeah. Definitely. Nah, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate y'all for real, for real. Of course, vibes, yes, sir. vibes are good. Vibes are good here. Yes, we'll, AC, we'll get we'll get right into it. Um mm-hmm. obviously uh big news throughout the offseason was the returning guys. Um you know, Roach came back. We kind of, you know, teased everyone uh, a few weeks ago uh, by posting something on Instagram of just Jeremy Roach. Mm-hmm. And I think people thought that he was going to be on the podcast. We're going to have to work on that. Actually. I know, right? We'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, we did talk about uh, recruiting, and obviously we did recruiting here. But let's talk about uh, John Shire and, and Duke's recruiting. Um, I do want to start it off with uh, there was some hot news a few weeks ago about Cooper Flagg, who, mm-hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes, is pretty much a lock to Duke. But when is that going to be? Uh, a lot of people wanted to have him come in with the Boozers if, if you know they're uh, indeed coming to Duke. If they're a package deal, who knows? But now we're talking um, maybe after Peace Jam, Cooper Flagg may announce that he's going to reclass to 24 and in which case I would expect him to be the number one player in that class, AC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever class he's in in high school, outside of twenty five, it's gonna be it's a battle between him and Cam Boozer. But if he moves to twenty four, it's he's he's an easy number one in that class, man. The twenty four class already is kind of kind of starving for stars as it is. So he he's gonna come over. He's gonna come in and take over that class right off the bat. One hundred percent agree. Huge Cooper Flag fan. Um, have been for a long time. I think I've been following him before he was even able to get an offer from anybody. Uh, definitely a blue devil. If he does reclassify, 
Yeah, I mean, what is he now? He's got to be a top ten player now, right? He's the number. He's number two in his class in 2025. It's him and Cam Boozer. That's it. Like right. Those two. I was gonna yeah. say um, he's top ten anyway. Yeah. 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 He'll, he'd be number one in twenty four. There's no doubt uh, in my mind 100%. about that. Nas Cunningham and Dylan Harper, they're like the top two with um uh Trey Johnson. Like they're those I'm, I'm like I like Dylan Harper a lot. We'll probably talk about him in a second. But yeah. like there's there's nothing that compares to Cooper Flag and Cam Boozer right now. Nothing. Nothing at yeah. all in high school. Yeah, Pablo, who do who do you compare Cooper Flag's game to? It doesn't necessarily have to be a Duke player, but you know, who do you uh, like him to? So I think he's uh, Cooper Flag. He's kind of like a mold of a, a couple different guys, man. I see a lot of, uh, you know, I know he, you know, he said that he patterns his game after Jason Tatum. I don't really see too much Jason Tatum in him. Like I see a lot of uh, maybe some, maybe a little bit of Grant Hill. Um, I don't know, man. I think he, you know, he he does everything. So I just I just enjoy watching him play. I'm not. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not like a a comparison guy, bro. I really don't like to compare guys too much, yeah. especially these young guys, because they have so much room for growth and they can get so much better, you know, really fast. That uh, I just like, you know, I just I just want him to be Cooper Flag, man. I think he's an excellent <laughs> player, and uh, I can't wait till he gets to Duke, man. Yeah, well, let's talk about his game. What, what specifically about his game do you like? So Cooper Flag, uh, offensively, well, first and foremost, he's a he's a two way guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you watch him for his Montverde team, he's probably the best defender on his team, hands down. It's not even close. They put him on the best perimeter player and sometimes even the best post player. You know, on a nightly basis on his high school team. You know, on his AAU team, obviously he's doing you know everything out there. But um, he can do everything, man. I like his playmaking. I think that's not talked about enough. He's a he's a better passer than than advertised. But I think you know he's so good that with him playing 16s, that it just looks kind of lopsided a lot of times, man. And I think um, people aren't really paying attention to the details in his game. He really has really good footwork, man. Like to be that young, his footwork is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dog on defense. Like I said, he plays hard and he's a good ass teammate too, bro. Like a really intelligent basketball player. He doesn't really turn the ball over a lot as well. So, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I can tell that, you know, he's a guy that shy on prioritize. I mean, everybody's going to, but uh, just the fact that he's a self-proclaimed Duke fan that, that has to make it a lot easier on Shire, mm-hmm. but he, he prioritizes defense as well. So what do you, what do you like about, about his game? Well, I mean, just look at the measurables, just, just measure him. I think he's as long as he is tall, <clears throat> wingspan wise. Excuse me. And if we're going to compare him to somebody, I'm I'm with you, Pablo. I don't really compare people, um, but he's a he's a Blake Griffin type dude. Yeah, Blake Blake Griffin was a little stronger than him, maybe, and better um, on defense for sure. You know, a little heavier set, probably a little stockier, but not as long. But he could, you know, he could handle the ball a little bit. He could shoot over you. Cooper's got a great mid-range game, man. Like I talk about mid-range Absolutely. game a lot in in spaces because I it's I think finally coming back, bro. I, as as a coach, that's yeah, that's unguardable these days, and and you can see that watching. I mean, just watching these NBA playoffs, man, it's tough to watch sometimes. This is really bad <laughs> mm-hmm. basketball because all these guys do is shoot threes. But Cooper's yep. a different type of individual, man. And you said two-way player, and I agree with you. But I think he can play three three levels on offense. Oh, he yeah. can shoot over you like flip. Mm-hmm. He can he can take you down low like a big man, or he can pull up with that mid range Larry Bird type jumper. You know, from 12, 15 foot out. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I think I, I kind of feel like he's going to end up settling in as a small forward if he doesn't get any bigger because he's like he's in that six seven six eight range right now. I think everybody kind of assumed he was going to end up being around six nine six ten. I don't know if he's going to get there. We'll see. Nah, I think he's but, he's already had two growth spurts. I think that's yeah. as, about as tall as you're going to get him. I think but so too. He and could I think put on some weight. Him as, as like a as a three or a combo guard. Oh my goodness! I like, mean that is that that that's the essential stretch four, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, the, the stretch four now is basically a shooting guard, like in 1985. Like, I, I'm, I'm saying, but like, if you like, take, if you want to talk about a stretch four, give me that guy. Yeah. And and that's one of the points I wanted to make is like, who is John recruiting at the stretch four in 2024? We haven't heard a lot about the stretch no. four in, in a Nobody. long, in a few years, man. Well, we got from, flip right, from, like flip. Flip's kind yeah. of our stretch four, right? Like he's a center, but he's a stretch four as well. He can he's shoot from the outside. He's gonna he's gonna take four. the big man from the outside, right? That's what a stretch four is. He's gonna take the big man from the inside to the outside and be able to go back in. But we're not recruiting that, and Flip is not sticking around for three years. He's not. Yeah. Like, right. He's well, he's me, playing this year and he's gone. Like, well, let's, well, let me ask the uh, let me ask the roundtable this. Who was the last stretch four? The uh, last one before, since that that Duke has had. Duke, yeah. Shit. I'd probably say Brandon Ingram. Nah. I was going to say Ryan Kelly. I was going to say either Kelly or maybe Kyle Singler. Mm-hmm. He, Kyle Singler could bang down low, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's what a stretch four is going to do. We're not, like, yeah. it, it depends on what, which, like, that's, that, that, that's, we're that's, my, that's now, what like, I'm getting. That's what I'm getting to, AC. That was my point. Right. Like, if you're talking about, uh, what's his name? Could you, could you add Matthew Hurt to that then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So Matt, yeah, sure. Matt Hurt. Matt Hurt's a better, uh, better example than Brandon Ingram. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you're talking about Ryan Anderson, then no, that's not what Flip is. He's not Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. No, he's more of a Lowry marketing type. But that's the new prototype for the NBA at the four is somebody who can handle the rock, make the pass. You see what's happening with Yo- uh, uh, Jokic? Like they're in the finals with that guy. Like everybody wants a Jokic now. Like that's like every like the new hot thing. It's a new trend, new hot thing, whatever. But Duke has been doing this since the '80s. Like this is the type of player we've been getting since the '80s, and Cooper Flag's no different from that. He's Danny Ferry again. Like he's all those guys again. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. so I want to, I want to, I want to switch it. Uh, AC, you did mention Harper. Um, everything that I've seen recently is it was always one. It was Duke and Rutgers. Yeah. Duke uh, and Rutgers. But, it, but Duke feels great about their position uh-huh. right now. So if we're going to have, a, let's just presumably say we could have a class of Harper, Flag, Evans, and Harris mm-hmm. at minimum, right? Uh, I mean that that would be the number one class in the country easily for twenty four. Where, so. where, where do you see Harper's recruitment right now? Uh, I think I mean it's just his is kind of a, a holding pattern. I think, like you said, I think it's two schools. I think it's it's Duke and Rutgers, and nobody else is invited at this point. Like it, it's those two. Rutgers has the mom, like that's the heartstrings, wants to be close to home. Yeah. The mom really likes Rutgers. I think she might even been a student at Rutgers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his dad, Ron Harper. It's kind of like he's just kind of gotten back into his life. So there's like Ron Harper wants him to go to Duke because he knows what Duke can do for you as a pro. So you got those two splits. But again, like what whether he listens to his dad or not, I don't know. But he, he's definitely close to his mom and playing close to home. That's that's like the reason that Rutgers is still there is is that's a huge factor for him, man. So he's taking his official to Duke. So they know how like how long it takes to travel from Jersey to, to Durham. So I don't know how much of a factor that is for them. But if, if Duke's got to send a helicopter or a plane to go get the mom, I, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to do, 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 do whatever it is. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're not going, it's not that far. Let's, let's be yeah. real about it. Exactly. 
So, but it, yeah. It, yeah, but in terms of, of how you feel at this moment, if you had to make a pick, like right now, I would still say Duke. Would, I think so, too. He's one and done. Yeah. You, you don't go to Rutgers if you're one and done. I'm sorry, you don't. And he, he, he would go to Rutgers and he'd get lost in the shuffle, quite honestly. That's what would happen. He might have a great season. You're not going to remember Dylan Harper going to Rutgers, like, un- until it comes time. Like, the, the more buzz you can generate in November, in December, in January, the better off you are when it comes time to March and comes time for all the stuff, all the testing in April and May. Like, all that all that carries over. And and to have to have the Duke logo and brand and stuff associated with you, man, and, again, Rachel Baker and everything else that they can do for him in the NIL, which he hasn't really taken advantage of yet, I, I can't imagine that he goes to Rutgers over Duke unless it's just he wants his mom, like, next to the state living next to the stadium every day like that's honestly that's that's the only the only way i can see him going to Rutgers. Yeah. i agree yeah pablo what, what about this recruitment do you want to uh for duke or do you do you think that the mom ultimately wins out uh man i think it's gonna be a tough one bro I honestly i honestly think it's gonna be a very very tight race i think that um I do think Duke is leading right now, despite, you know, what, what everybody's putting out. I think it's kind of smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, they're kind of saying, oh, Rutgers got the slight lead or whatever. And and that, mm-hmm. that's like I never like and in recruitment, man, I don't care about who has a slight lead. You know, right, and that, right. that's never relevant. You know what I mean? It's about who can seal the deal. And um, I, I put my money on Duke every time, man. I think it, it just makes sense. And they see he makes a lot of sense in what he's saying. You know, what I mean, it's Duke, man. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Duke, you got Rutgers. I understand Rutgers. They have a good team coming in. They have a lot of, you know, they have excellent recruits, Ace Bailey and guys like that. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It, it does make sense for him to go to Rutgers. It does. Right. But if you think about it, you know, you're talking long-term brotherhood and stuff like that. And not, not even just being biased. You know what I mean? I think that the better move is obviously Duke for what they can do for him. You know, especially we talking long-term and, and, and even in the short term, you know what I mean? Just his his overall just product, man, and just the, you know, the brand is just, it can do so much for him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think that we went out. I ultimately think that we went out and, and I think we need a guy like him though. So I think we went out. Uh, I'm not going to say one way or the other. I, I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to use a guy as an example who I use a lot because I think he's one of the smartest dudes in the NBA. John Wall said it best. He said, the only person who could have got me away from Raleigh was UNC. And when he when he got <laughs> disrespected at UNC, he said, I'm going to Kentucky because if I stay in Raleigh and hang out with Coach Gott, I'm gonna be back with the with the homies and chilling and not yeah. focusing on my end goal. Sometimes to grow as a person, you have to get away. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not and I'm not gonna sit here and say he's gonna go to Duke or he's gonna go to Rutgers or whatever. But if he does what his mommy wants him to do, he's not growing as a person. Yeah. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. I think, I think that that's, that's right, D. I think that uh, you, you hear a lot of these guys that go to Duke, it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. And, and and for that reason, it's, it's you know, you want to grow as a player, as a person. There's no better place to do it. And as a brand. So if Harper wants to get, you know, all the exposure he can handle, that's an easy, easy choice for Duke. Everything that he wants to be, it's an easy, it's an easy business decision. It's just as NC points out, the the heartstrings with with the mom, you know, they're gonna have to to figure that one out. And I'm I'll sure Shire is doing that. I'll be honest with you, TK. I, I think it'd be easier 
if he wants to take the easy road, it'd be easier at Rutgers. Yeah, of course it would. It'd be way easier for him at Rutgers. But if he wants to be a baller, if he wants to be recognized, if he wants to do something that very few people get the opportunity to do, then he goes to Duke. Yeah. Now, that makes sense, but I think along with that too, Dustin, it's kind of like, you know, you have to think about it, um, like the recruiting tactics and stuff that these coaches are using. And, you know, everybody's going to tell a kid what they want to hear. And they're going to tell them, you know, it doesn't matter where you go. You know, you're that good. You'll be good wherever you go. In reality, that's not always true. That's you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just got, it comes down to, man, like, you know, his decision. You know what I mean? Like, what is he really, what, what, what matters most to him? You know what I mean? That's what it basically comes down to. And you got to think about NIL as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ruggers, they throw in the bag. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what you're going to get at yeah. Duke. You're going to get the bag at Duke. But, you know, Ruggers, they trying to, you know what I mean? They trying to outbid now. So, well, yeah. you, you know, you could get the hometown. Yeah. You know, I, I use the used car dealership as a, as a good example. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, it is a good example. They say yeah, it, no, that's what they do, it, though, right? It, it is a good example. I mean, if if I want to pay you $100,000 for a Saturday to come sit and sign autographs, AC, well, yeah. then in America, you're worth that money. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing wrong with that. And can I so, just say, too, I just want to just want to say real quick, like, I really need to fix the scheduling on K Academy. They need to have that shit after the dead period so that we can have some of these recruits pop down for K Academy. Because in the past, that's worked out pretty well for Duke. Like, yeah. K Academy would have been the perfect time for Dylan Harper to be there on campus, man. I thought you had to have an AARP for K Academy. I've I've seen a bunch of shit on Twitter <laughs> where you like you like people my age are pulling up, like sixteen year olds. Now you just got to have twelve K in the bag and just be there, man. I got that. Say less. Yeah, maybe maybe we're just gonna like a a, a, a five point play team together, and then we just up. all roll up. We just pull summer. up. We just pull up with yeah. uniforms yeah, on. I am not stepping foot inside the three point line. Uh, Nobody those called you guys me, and told you we after were coming. After I told Achilles a few years ago, those things were over. I'm that's shooting up. Jays, and that's it. And I'm not shy about it. That's what's uh, up. I, would, I would pull up like nobody told you we were coming. <laughs> <laughs> Our people didn't call your people. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. So let's let's finish up this recruiting um, segment here. AC, what, what the hell is going on at Paul the Six? Are we just going to take their entire team? Yes, yeah, sir. Dude, it, it, pipeline. We talked about this about two and a half years ago, or three years yep. ago. When when Roach committed, it was already it was already starting. Like it was already starting. Like we were looking at Doug McDaniel. Obviously, we we're looking at Trevor. Like it, it had already started, and you could see it because Duke used to have they used to have kind of like the Virginia Beach pipeline a little bit. You started yep. seeing Duke go to um, the team takeover now. Um, DC Assault. They got yeah. a couple of guys from DC Assault with Tyler Thorne, Josh Harrison. So you, and and uh, Nate James before that, so you kind of saw him like wanting to go in that direction to get the DMV area a little bit. And Paul Six has done nothing but just establish themselves as one of the Catholic school powers up here, man. Like year in and year out, some of the teams fade and go. Gonzaga fades and go up here. St. John's fades and goes up here, but it's always Paul to Six. They're always there. So what what better place than to to poach this talent, man? And like. Making it hard for some of the other schools like Maryland, Virginia Tech, UVA. They can't get these guys up here, man. They all man. want to go to Duke. So now we got Gonzaga. Patrick Gongba. Gonzaga's he, a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, so man. My seriously. Bad seriously my bad to interrupt you. But no, no, you're good. But that's what I, I mean, forgot. right? Like, 
you you get those like Dematha. Dematha forever. Yeah, was that good cool, point. man. And and now you don't you don't like Markel Fultz was the last great thing to come out of Dematha. That's it, oh man. Oh my like, goodness six, gracious. Bro. Paul the Six is just churning them out, man, and and yeah, Patrick Gong was no different. You're gonna see his right now. I think he's ranked like 63rd on. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll get that two four seven. He's gonna be in the top twenty five by the end of the summer. Like yes. you already know. Yeah, I, I should have raised my hand, and I don't want to break into the next segment, but I, I, him over Reeves all day. You talking about Gongba? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I take him over Reeves yet. We're gonna get the Reeves. I know, I know, I know, I know. I had to say I'll say this about the five. And I, I know Pablo. How, and how long is he? What kind of project is he? Is he a four-year guy? Is he a three-year guy? Do you think Gargoyle, he he's probably he probably looks to be a two to three-year guy. And Pablo has some good info on him as well. Two to two to three-year guy. He's got good length, six ten, good rebounder, good shot blocker. He's working on a lot of stuff. He actually he, has a pretty decent offensive game right now. He loves the post, dude. He loves he's the block. He's, he's he's a post player. Like he is, I love he is, that. I love he's the that. guy that Shire's been looking for in the transfer portal. And again, another segment we're gonna get to in a minute. But he's that type of guy. He again, he fits that mold. Bad. Like Shire, Shire is very mm-hmm. measured. I don't know. If, I don't know if everybody out there has noticed that yet. Shire is very measured with how he is recruiting these guys. He's getting very similar types and styles of players. He's getting guys yeah. that are gonna be around for two to three, maybe four years. He's not looking for one and done. He might mix a one and done or two into a class if he knows the rest of the guys that he has are going to be there or some of the guys from the class before are going to stick around. Like he, he's very measured with how he's doing this. And he has, he's very specifically, he's doing what Kate was doing back in like the 90s, early 2000s, where he's instead of kind of blanket offers, he's picking guys. Like he's, I want you, I want you, I want you. I want this style of guy. I want this style of guy. So Gangwa fits that, that run and jump athlete who can block shots at the rim and protect the rim like that, man. Yeah, I've I've said before, you're not going to shy away from the best players in the country. You just you you don't not offer them. Yeah, you, know, you throw you throw your name in the hat. But yes, I think the game and we've talked. Me and you have talked about this privately, Ixi. The game is going back to the cyclical cycle of okay, I have I am better off staying in school two to three years versus. Mm-hmm. Playing, playing for four months and going to the NBA mm-hmm. and getting washed out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and and we're seeing that right in front of our eyes, and it's it's happening faster than I thought it would. To be quite honest, I, it's that money. Well, I and I but I said this before nil, Pablo. I said it way before nil. Yeah. I said it's all cyclical because it's it, at the end of the day, it's a economy thing, supply and demand. Yeah. You can't. You can't pump all this talent into the NBA. There's not enough room. Not enough spots. Yeah. We we got to figure something out. And it's odd to me, and then I'll, I'm going to shut up and let somebody else talk. It's odd to me that the NBA is the only professional organization that doesn't want to have any contact with the NCAA. And I think Coach K's new position with the, I don't know what it's technically called, the NCAA ambassador to the NBA or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that word, but my bad. <laughs> Summer series, baby. Keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that should help this transition for the NBA to connect with this college level player because there has to be some connection. Yeah. And he'll definitely bridge I, the gap there, man. He'll the, definitely. the NIL is just allowing these great coaches in college to actually be able to help these kids become better at basketball, which mm-hmm. is only going to help us enjoy basketball and not have to watch the bullshit that we're watching right now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Absolutely. And I will hush for a second. Somebody else talk. <laughs> No, I just, mean, I think that that's, I think that that's right, though, and I think um, it, this conversation actually puts us right on track for topic two, which is let's play. in the portal, as soon as the season, even before the season ended AC, we were hearing names that Duke was looking, you know, to get, you know, a five in the portal. Um, we were hearing Holmes from Dayton. Mm-hmm. Um Guy from UConn, we were yeah, talking all the way to Sonoma, uh, yeah. We were talking, uh, and obviously the, the the latest one was uh, out in Kansas in in Utah, or however mm-hmm. the fuck you pronounce his name. <laughs> um, but you know that one seemed to be a lock, and then the whole Caleb Love situation happened, where the the credits didn't transfer or whatever, and he would have had to basically start that over. So from there, it's like, all right, well now we're just gonna, I guess, roll. With what we got, which is which is fine, which is fine, and we're going to talk about Reeves in the next segment. Um, but AC, are, are you disappointed with the whip? Because I, I am disappointed, it's, and it's not because I want to have a it's, it's almost like, um, you know, just the rich get richer, like you, you want, you mm-hmm. want it's all greed, right? You want to have yeah. the perfect, the perfect team, and now we're going to have a question mark at that five, and we'll talk about Reeves, we'll talk about Jan, but. Uh, I, I am I am disappointed as a fan, even though I love our team and I know that we're we're still final four bound, but it, it was a little bit disappointing. How did like how how do you feel about it? Um, I mean, it was, again, the port kind of what we talked about last segment. John's very specific in what he wanted, and he wanted it's clear he wanted a run and jump athlete at the five. It's clear that he wanted that. It's clear that he doesn't think that Christian Reeves is either a capable of it yet or b fits the style or fits that particular style as well as he wants. So it, it, that's very clear. Now he's, he had he now has Reeves. So we got to we, we live with what we have, but like you're saying, I think it was more, I think it was, I think it was more luxury more over need. And that's where I kind of sit at. I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I am. I'm very cool with what we have on our roster. I think what we have is we're very capable of being able to defend anybody out there I'm not like I know people. We need the five to be able to defend the Zach Eadies of the world, where there's only one or two Zach Eadies in all of college. Like I'm not concerned with that, and we're not going to see him in the tournament anyway because they're going to flame out as it is. Like they, like I'm, I'm not concerned with that. Like all the teams that we're playing, we're going to play guys that have six ten guys, and if they have a seven footer, he sucks. Like mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm, I'm good with what we have, man. And I think honestly, I think our offense will be maximized this year a little better than having to have like a, a big guy chained in the post like that. And, yeah. and I, obviously there's with flip at the five, I think, I think that's going to be our, our optimal lineup. And, and then you have the luxury of having a Ryan young or having a Christian Reeves who can come in and offer a few minutes here or there to just yes. kind of help spell flip, keep him yes. out of foul trouble, keep him out of injuries, yes. all the other stuff. But honestly, man, like the, the portal is, just as plug and play as the one and done era. So like, I'm, I'm very confused out there <laughs> when everybody's mad that, that we don't get somebody out of the portal when everybody also complained that we are just getting one and dones all the time. Like, yeah, that's, that is what the portal is meant for. It's meant for plugging and playing when you don't have something or you have to make something up from recruiting or an unexpected loss. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Duke didn't lose anybody to the portal, and yeah, the fact that we didn't get anybody point. from the portal. I think that gives us a huge advantage because now huge. we're not breaking and, and somebody that, in. Great point. Yeah, that was really what I was going to um, go to next. And, and Pablo, mm-hmm. I want your thoughts on this. That you know, Duke has an embarrassment of riches here, where we could kind of pick our shot. <clears throat> and at that point, it's just like, okay, 
we don't necessarily need to go grab whoever, so we can pick, we can pick and choose. But well, yeah, we'll take the luxury if if if, if it's available and it's the sure. right guy, it's the right fit. So to me, uh, AC's right, Pablo, that our optimal lineup next year is going to be with uh, flip at the five for for long stretches. And then the other thing I was going to ask you, Pablo, do you do you feel like this is right where all of our fans are all a lot of them have their panties in a wad because we didn't get someone, but we're missing the boat here where people have to match up with Duke. So like we're all concerned with the Zach Eadies and whoever else, like the, the two exceptions, but people have to match up with us. Yes. Like, could you imagine a, five, a big, huge five trying to, to yard flip? No chance. Yeah. And that, and that's funny that you, that you guys mentioned that. It's one of the topics that we're talking about is I'm actually writing about that right now. Um, and I think that's where, you know, we're going to have the huge advantages on, on the offensive side. Um, but, you know, Flip, you know, he's, he's in my opinion, I don't want him to play to five, but can he play to five? Yeah, he can play to five. Absolutely. And it does, and it does give us, you know I mean, some advantages on the five. And one thing about Flip is that he's an excellent, he's an excellent rebounder. I don't think people yes, are really is. realizing that. You know, he's not a shot blocker. I think he averaged like 0.7 shot blocks, you know what I mean, like this past sure. season or whatever. And that's fine. We don't really need him to, to block shots. I think that, you know, in the transfer portal, we had our guy, you know, with Uday. Um, we zeroed in on him. We missed, you know, for whatever reason, for the academic stuff, that's fine. But just like AC said, just like you said, TK, like, we're good, man. We got what we need. And imagine, you know what I mean, Zach Eady trying to guard flip on the perimeter. Like that. Good luck, bro. Or put him put him in a switch with Sean Stewart. Good yeah. luck, bro. Or Mark Mitchell. Good luck. Exactly, man. Yeah, that's the that's the other name, Pablo, is that we haven't even talked about Mark Mitchell yet. Um and we're gonna talk about rotation, so we'll get to that. But D, I'll I'll give you the last word on this segment here. Where where are your thoughts? Are you you kind of, you know, a, a little bit disappointed, but understand the bigger picture? Or where are you at? No, but I don't like uh how you said whiffs, I don't like the like AC said the transfer portal. It's like one and done. It, it it's basically th- throw your hat in the ring. Maybe they pick it. It if they do, cool. You don't have to play them in in March. If you know what I mean. But the, the mismatches that we're gonna have um, w- with Flip getting that much better at basketball is going to be crazy. The inside out play, the the shot making ability from Proctor is going to be there. Jer- Jared McCain is going to shock people with how well he shoots the ball fr- from a set position. It, it he will absolutely shoot. Did anybody see the the three point contest? I mean, yeah. no. I, it was what, he, made thir- he made 31, I think. Something like that. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. He's going to he's going to kill my thought on Freshman shooters at Duke, like freshman shooters at Duke, usually he, don't. He really, he will because yeah. because he's that guy, mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna he's not gonna have the pressure of a typical Duke freshman. Yeah, exactly. Right? Am I right? Well, the other thing too, now you're gonna see is we're gonna be able to spread again. We'll talk about it in rotation. We're gonna be able to spread the floor now too. Like when, yes, when you get a Uday, when to. you get a Sonogo and all that stuff, you're gonna you have to have two guys, you know, chained to the interior. Like now you got freedom of movement with everybody. That's all the way to flip. Yeah, and, and, the, and I think Flip didn't. And I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, TK, but I didn't think Flip had to play a true five position on defense last year. No, he didn't because we had Derek Lively. But I think this year, being healthy, being stronger, just not bigger, faster, stronger. That that program that they have at Duke is second to none. 
he he will be able to defend <clears throat> excuse me he will be able to defend the paint to some extent yes you'll have to have somebody come switch in and out to protect him from fouls and this that and the other but yeah i think at the end of the day flip's got it and i don't I don't want to call it whiffs, TK. I, 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 you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I think that the thing that Duke had going for them, and, and when you really talk about the portal, what people have to understand is, you know, talk about Hunter Dickinson. Like uh, the one, as much of a douchebag as he is, I appreciated his honesty, <laughs> where he literally went out and left. I was going to the highest bidder. I yeah. wanted to make a lot more money while I still could. Hey, I appreciate the honesty. It's like the guys. And golf that went to the lift tour. Just tell me the truth. You went for the money. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know Duke wasn't in the business of you know getting into bidding wars with people because they didn't need to. You know you we know what we can offer here. Um, we know it's been proven. And the guys that all came back on to prove the Rachel Baker uh, experiment has worked in spades. So that that to me is is uh, a thing that people need to consider when talking about the portal. Does Duke really need to go out there? Uh, for their 13th guy uh, right. and, and drop a bag. No, they don't. Um, but let's talk about the five spot a little bit more, and let's talk about the fans. Because uh, they're, they're pretty much split on this, AC. Reeves, they're pretty much split. So, and, and I think I'm the perfect person to start this, because I'm pretty much split on this as well. Exactly. Where, you know, you have half the Duke Nation saying that Reeves is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. He just needs to get his minutes uh, and his opportunity. And then you have the other side, which is like, we haven't seen anything from him. He was a three-star kid. He had a lot of injuries or, you know, was in the car accident, all this stuff, where, you know, he's a huge project. We can't expect him to come in and be Derek Lively. It's probably somewhere in the middle here where my prediction and, and hope is that by you know, kind of mid-January, late January, early February, he's kind of taking over Ryan Young's minutes. And if that is the case, that's great for Duke, that's great for for him. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't happen, we're still fine. But where do you see Reeves now? It's, it's, all, it's all there in front of him now. Yeah, he has nothing but opportunity, right? Like, clearly it's a spot John wanted. Clearly he wanted to run a mate with Flip. Didn't get it. Like Reeves and Young aren't going to start the season at the five. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't see them starting in the starting five or whatever and finishing games in that spot. Yeah. Ryan Young maybe because of his passing and his free throw shooting. But like, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I really, I think that it is in Duke's best interest by the end of the year if Christian Reeves is taking Ryan Young's minutes, unless Ryan Young learns how to shoot threes. I'm still sticking on that. I'm sticking on yeah, that, that train. That's, until that's, it your, that's, your one, that's the one hill you're going to die on. I'm dying off-season. on that hill until it doesn't happen. <laughs> but, but nah, man, like, like you said, it, it sits somewhere in the middle. He's not Derek Lively. Like he is not that guy. Like he's not Mark Williams. He's not just cause he's seven one doesn't mean he's the same as those guys. He's he's not as he's not as capable of doing the run and jump thing as those guys. He's not as athletic, as athletic and fast as they are. He's he's a bigger guy who can play in the post, who can offer some minutes at the five, block some shots. He's actually a pretty decent free throw shooter, so maybe that gets him some tick on the floor as well. I, I, I think that's where it sits, man. Like 10, 10 to fifteen minutes a game yeah. out of him would by the end of the year be perfect. He's not going to get that in the beginning. By the end of the year, if he's progressed to that point, awesome, man. If not, then. We, we didn't have him anyway. Like he wasn't there anyway. He was, he's, he is a project. He's the true definition of project. You bring him in, hope that he can fit that role and, and you make it work. Yeah. And, and Pablo, I want to talk about his, his defensive ability. Cause again, we're not asking you to be Derek Lively. Like nobody can go out there. Like he could 
I guess him and Mark Williams, where they could actually go out there and almost guard the point. I mean, they could guard all five positions, and protect the rim in such a luxury. Um, but Reeves, you know, he doesn't really have that kind of foot speed, mm-hmm. uh, at least certainly not now. So where do you kind of see him defensively fitting in? Uh, so I can tell you my wishes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so with him, I just want him to, honestly, I just want him to just be a good vertical defender, man. Just basically... Just take care of everything that comes to the rim, man. Just just challenge things. You know what I mean? If he mm-hmm. can do that, you know, we're good, man. We don't, you know, it's no pressure on him. We got, he got, you know, nothing but flamethrowers around him. You know what I mean? He don't need to score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just challenge everything, man. Protect the rim to the best of your ability. Use your five fouls because we got five more with Young, you know, and then we got five more with Flip. So, you know, just do your thing. Um, You know, if he's able to. You know, the only thing is, like you said, is his foot speed, man. So, you know, if a team, oh, you know, I mean, a team with a good coach, you know, wants to spread the floor like Miami, and they want to, you know, they want to get some good switches and some mismatches. Liability. You know, we'll be, uh, we'll have to do some things, some other things. You know, what I mean, to help him out. But, um, like I said, uh, for me, man, just my wish for him is just, just be a good vertical defender, bro, and I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think that you make a great point there, where we're not asking you to do anything that you're not capable of because we don't need to. You know, we, we have the people around you. We have seven or eight scorers on this team that that we're not asking you to do anything. We're not going to pound the ball into you. We're just saying protect the damn rim. You don't have to come out there and, and guard. And there's going to be, you know, certain matchups. You, you brought up Miami that that's just not going to be a great matchup for him. Yeah. And, and that's fine. You know, he can be matchup uh, oriented as well. Um, you know, D, I think that that's probably the right take where, you know, Reeves just kind of come in there, give your, give your 10 to 15, give your five. And you know, your five thousand and calling a day, don't do anything that's you know out of your comfort zone. I <laughs> if <laughs> I mean if that's all that Reeves can give us, that's in my opinion, as his uh, I use measurables a lot. Measurables, that's not okay, in my opinion. I need you to be able to run the pick and roll. I need you to be able to guard the rim. Mm-hmm. Do we know that he can't do that yet though? No, I don't. But I, I need to see it, AC. We've talked about. It. I need. Sure. To see, I just want to see. I just. But we're talking about somebody who's going to be eight or nine in the rotation here. Like maybe okay. not even in the rotation by the time March I, comes I, around. Maybe. I don't maybe. think he is. Right. I mean, I that's don't. what I mean. Like he, he could not be. He could be, or he could not be. That's the. This is the beauty of this wild card. Like he's he is he is the true definition of a wild card because uh, truly nobody has any good information on him at the at the collegiate level yet. Nobody. Right. Like nobody who's saying nobody who's saying that he's Derek Lively has good information, and nobody nobody who's saying he's trash and can't play college basketball has good information. Neither one. I'm going to play and just say I want to see his seven foot wingspan in use. That's all I want to see, dude. Yeah, I think we're all saying the same thing with that. Ideally, like him and Sean Stewart coming off the bench together would be a nightmare for teams down low. Fucking mare if he can use it. You're right, if yeah, you can use it. AC, you brought up Sean Stewart. I've seen a lot of people talking about, well, can we play Sean Stewart at the five? Please, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, you that, maximize that, him as, as an off-ball shot blocker. Right, right. Guys, I worry about Sean Stewart having to come in and play with the quote-unquote second team and him being looked at as, okay, you're the second team guy. You know what I mean? I don't know that we'll have that. Kind of I, I, don't think that. I, I, I understand, but that's my that's my worry. I sure, want, sure. If, if if that's what we devolve into, then that's not good. No, I want Sean to be able to 
get out there and work in space while the opponents have to worry about other people on the floor. So sure. if he if if he's coming out with you know four people in the quote unquote second team, and he's that guy on the second team, well then he's getting doubled every time. Sure. Yeah, and I, Sean I can't, and I Sean can't work. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. We're not, John, 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 we only have one season. Worry. That's we my only have worry. one season, yeah. but John is he's already shown he's not gonna platoon sub. Like K only no. C- Coach K only had one season where he platoon subbed and he he ended that shit quick. Like I'm I'm not worried about I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the wrong rotations being in the game. Like John John well, that Jay was Lucas, the, all those guys, they've been year? very savvy about how they wrote even last year when we had some of the deficiencies we had, they were very savvy about how they rotated guys in. Yeah, probably. Probably. Guys were available, D. Don't say, mm, but we had a bunch of people hurt. Like when no, guys were no, healthy. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying mm, about. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. When, I'm when like, everybody uh, was okay, healthy, okay, the rotation. Okay. We had no problem with the rotations when you're everybody else, was healthy. No, you're right. I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, yeah. When, when we had okay. to play Ryan Young 30 minutes, yeah, we had problems. But we right. had to play him 30 minutes because Derek Lively couldn't even run on the floor. Let's get a touch. Let's get a touch here, Pablo. Pablo, what do you got to say about Reeves? Um, so the thing about Reeves, so I, I'm just looking on the, on the positive side. And I think I really truly believe that he's going to play a lot more than people think that he is. I, I hope I, you're right. I envision him even starting some, at some point, you know what I mean? Yeah. Making those minutes that Young's taking, um, offensive. Cause you got to talk about offensively, like deep, like he's not, Reeves isn't slow. Like, is he later, no. laterally? He struggles slow. a little bit laterally, Yeah, but North and South in the end, he can go. You know, right. what I mean? and the thing that people are not seeing and talking about with Reeves is his best attribute is his hands, man. That dude catches everything, bro. He's he's not strong yet, but he can he catches the ball and very, very, very awkward, you know, pa- passes and angles and he finishes. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. he's seven foot, man. So I think that's just something that, you know, that's going to benefit Duke a lot. You know, what I mean, because we're going to get to the rim a lot. You know, what I mean, so with our guards getting to the rim a lot, an easy dump off alley-oop or whatever. Yeah. I think he's going to benefit a lot on that, man. I really believe, and I envision Kristen Reeves starting at some point in the season and, and taking, you know, taking the reins of that starting position and rolling with it. Yeah, I yeah, and I right. think that's the best case scenario for 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 Duke and and him is if kind of by that midpoint of the ACC season, if he's able to continue to progress and get better. Because even even lively, he and I know he had the injury, but he took a little bit of time to get there. But once he did, mm-hmm. once that light came on, he became arguably Duke's first or second most important player because mm-hmm. he just protected the rim and defensively we could get up into guys' paws yeah. because <laughs> of our ability to to know that he's he's you know got the, the paint covered. Yeah, and so, the thing too is he didn't have any pressure on him. Right. No. Lively, he just he was just able to just get to the point that he needed yep. to get to, and that's the same thing with Christian. Like Christian Reeves has zero expectations, zero pressure, zero. Like, and any offense he gives us is going to be gravy because of all the other scores that we have. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I meant by saying, you know, we we don't need him to do anything he's not capable of. Yeah. Like, you know, Bob was talking about it. Right. It's like you know, be there for the putbacks, be there well, for the open lobs. That's all we need you to do. That's exactly what I was saying. I I need you to be able to run. Yeah. That that pick and run yeah. situation. You're right, Dustin. You're right. And I think that, I think Shire is going to try to run this year. I know he he didn't have the ability to do it last year like he wanted to, but he wants mm-hmm. to play fast. I, I I think you're right. I at, TK. I think you're absolutely right about that. And uh, AC, yeah. we talked about that in spaces. I I was completely wrong. I whiffed on that for sure. 
I thought Duke was going to run and gun last year, and they just didn't have the personnel to do it. But they figured it out. Right. Right. Yeah, and so, I think that shows the the clout of, of John right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no six, I mean, 67 like, possessions a game. If this team is putting up 67 possessions a game, we're, we're not maximizing we, at all. We, we failed. We failed. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about the rotation. Let's play. So, D, I'll keep it here with you. Rotational-wise, you know, you, you kind of said that you're not sure where Reeves fits in. Talk about your ideal rotation to start the year out, because I think we probably are more similar than you think. And because I, I believe that at the beginning of the year, I don't see Reeves being heavily used in the rotation. But toward the end of the year, I think he, he will have kind of gotten to that point. But where do you see the rotation? The ro- Man, the rotation is it, it, it's like a, you almost have too much to work with with this rotation, to be quite honest. I think we all know the top five. We can all say them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mitchell starts. I think Roach starts. You know, Dada, you know Proctor and Flip and all them. Young's the first one off the bench. I think he comes in with Sean. Um, I, so who, you, who do you have as your fifth starter then? Well, you, uh, well, you got Roach, you got Proctor, Mitchell, Flip. Flip. I mean, you got to pick it. one. Yeah. You got some. You're on the hot seat right now. Pick it today in June, damn it. You, gotta <laughs> you, one. Got? you Jeez, got to pick one. You got to That's t- Oh, you man. It's an easy one for me. Man, so many options, bro. There's a lot of options, and I think the summertime will tell it, but. Damn, that's tough. I want to say I want to say Stewart, but I don't I don't know if it's McCain. I'm not mad about that either. Uh, I what, think it's okay. We'll, unless... we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. You got to think about it. Uh, AC, what do you like? Because I know you, we had this discussion mm-hmm. last time um, where I loved Foster. I'm mm-hmm. not sitting here saying he's going to start by any means, but uh, are you sticking with McCain as your fifth starter then? To start I'm the sticking, if, if John is, if he's valuing, we so we didn't get our Portal 5, right? Getting the Portal 5 right. would have changed the game, obviously. We right. didn't get our Portal 5. If John is valuing offense, then it's McCain. No, no questions asked about it in my mind. If if defense is on his mind, I, I think you could start Sean. I think you could make a huge case for Sean Stewart starting. Like if defense is on his mind, then you, you put Sean Stewart in where you can move Mark Mitchell to the three, where he can now guard the best perimeter player yeah. along with Tyrese, because Tyrese yeah. is the best defender on the team. So you have those two up top. Jeremy Roach is a good defender. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody says he's a terrible defender. Stop it. They're, they're, they're Stop stupid. it. Right. Yeah. Stop it. So you you have Mark Mitchell, Jeremy Roach, and Tyrese Proctor up top on the perimeter, bro. Like, good luck. Good luck to anybody scoring in, in, in that realm. Like, and then you have Sean Stewart and Flip man in the post blocking every shot that comes down there. And then you rotate in Reeves or you rotate in Young, whoever you're going to rotate in, in in those four and five spots. Between the four and five, there's probably 20 minutes available total in terms of Mitchell subbing out, uh, Stewart subbing out, and Flip subbing out. So Ryan Young and Christian Reeves will fill those minutes however they need to. And yeah, but- outside of that, man, you're plugging and playing with TJ Power and Jaden Shute and Jalen Blakes, like and, and Caleb Foster, excuse me. Foster's gonna be the first guard off the bench. Like, like you're you're plugging and playing with those guys, and, and it's no pressure on any of them. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, Pablo, where do you fall on this? Uh man, I, that's that's probably the hardest shit to answer, man. It's like I have no fucking idea. You know what I'm saying? Cause the thing about it is 
it all depends on how Shire wants to coach the team. Just like AC said, and just like Dustin was saying, is it just all depends, man. Like, cause we don't know what Shire really wants to do. I think because of, you know, if you just take off of last year and you've seen what he did last year, he played the guys that he had to play. You know what I mean? Those are the guys mm-hmm. who were just the best guys on the team. You know what I mean? And yeah. That's that's what he did. But what is his real true coaching identity? What's his true DNA? We don't know yet. You know what I mean? Does he mm-hmm. does he want to play fast? You know, like, you know, you could get other guys like, you know, Kelvin Sampson. He's a defensive guy. You know what I mean? He's going right. to play long athletes. You know what I mean? I think John Shire, we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? If you want offense, you can throw a multitude of different lineups out there, mm-hmm. man. Like, we have so many options, and and that's the good part. You know what I mean? So I do envision um, those the the main four, you know, that came back, obviously. And, uh, man, I think it's a battle, man, between uh, Foster and McCain, bro. Like, I, I, I honestly think that I – because I believe that Foster is a better player than McCain. Uh, yeah, I, I do too. I mean, that's where, Ultimately, where I, I right. that's where I fall, and I know that we've had that debate. But um, AC, you may have talked me into starting Sean Stewart here because I think that that allows Mitchell to be where he's supposed to be in the three, and defensively, that's just a monster. You're not, yeah. and, and, and it kind of, D, it kind of talks to your point where it makes sure that Stewart doesn't kind of get lost there. Mm-hmm. He can kind of just do his thing, be that Swiss Army knife, which is what he is. And he can be a menace on defense, get whatever shots that he that he can, but he's not going to be asked to, to to get lunch on offense with the other four. And then the other part of it that I like is I can see a scenario that it isn't exactly pl- uh, platoon, but Proctor and Roach come out around 15 minutes, and he puts in McCain and Foster and lets him run, and and just you know you kind of to start the game. Get that rotation because one of the things that Kate did so well is he once he figured out his rotation, he stuck with it so that each player mm-hmm. knew exactly what their responsibilities were going to be when they were going in, and then as the game progressed, you can kind of figure it out. So I kind of I'm, I'm interested to see if Shire would do something similar uh, as Kay would do and and have Foster and McCain come in together and just kind of let let them cook. Can can I go? Yeah, yeah. yeah brother. I I am. Totally okay with the platoon changes, except when it comes to let's switch out both guards. I think guard play in NCAA basketball is top tier, most important, like gotta have it without question. Um, you can substitute in those big tall forwards and, and the big men. But if you don't have a guard who can control tempo, can can face uh, a, a press, this, that, and the other, can can take a shot in pressure when needed. I I don't I don't like I don't like changing both guards at, at the same time. TK, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I see the thing is, is that I I maybe I'm too high on Foster, but I think he can do all of those things that you just mentioned. I, I and they and they maybe can, and but when it comes in March. And you're playing against, you know, juniors and seniors. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm much more comfortable rotating in the forwards and and the bigs versus the guards as a platoon system. Yeah, AC, where do you fall on that? Yeah, I, I think it. I think it depends on what point in the season we're talking about, right? Like if 
like if if McCain and or Foster aren't capable of helping run the team by March, then again, like we we're talking about like some of the failures, like some something has gone wrong. I think both those guys are are talented enough and will get enough experience throughout the season that if you wanted to make that type of sub, you could. And and, and I don't think we're talking about long stretches here, right? Like we're right. talking about short stretches, subbing them in when the other team's best guards are out, Correct. or when they sub out one or two of their better guards. And you bring those guys in. Like, I, th- I think that that makes life a little easier for them. I don't think we're talking about necessarily putting McCain and Foster in against, you know, elite NCAA guards at the same time necessarily. So I, I think that I think that that type of sub pattern could exist. Does it? I don't know, because I feel like Tyrese Proctor and Jimmy Rocha could be both up and around 30 minutes a game. So. Right. Yeah, they're right. going to play an and, awful and lot of minutes. That's why I, I see it, you know, at the beginning of the year that it would be a perfect opportunity for him to test this out. And I'm not yeah, saying sure, that, sure. That's, that's no, like the, the, the gimme games, uh, 100%. The, the money games yeah. in November, and yeah. even yeah. some the, of the, the lower the silly like, tournaments. And yeah, right. Boston College, like when we play, when we play yeah. those, those squads, sure. man, do what you got to do. And, and, and John, he's already number one. He showed it. K used to do the same thing. I know fans get pissed off when it happens, but he, he has definitely shown that he is, he's more than willing to just allow like use the season as practice for march like let yes. let guys earn their minutes in season yes let guys you know health be damned like let's assume everybody's 100 healthy which they won't be but let's assume everybody's 100 healthy but you use the season to to get to figure out for you as the coach what your rotation is going to be when it comes to march and you use that also as competition for the guys who's wh- what cream rises to the top like how many years because there's going to be eight AC? Forever, man. And and when it comes to March, as good and talented as this team is, it's still going to be eight players in March at tops. Yes. Yes. So, but you use that regular season just like football does. Exactly. To figure out your rotation. Yep. And at the end of the day, there's eight people playing basketball in March. And and the same thing in the NBA where, you know, I, I just hate the fans that don't understand this. Where when it comes down to playoff basketball, those coaches shrink the fuck out of the benches and they play seven, eight guys the majority of the minutes. Like, 48 minutes, it doesn't make any difference. And that's why you see, you know, historically guys like LeBron and Kobe, they're playing all 48 minutes of those games. Um, Pablo, you want to talk about progression of some of these guys. Where do you see... um, To be quite frank with you, I'm kind of surprised the Blitz even returned. Because um, I just don't see any minutes available for him. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to try to use as many minutes available uh, as possible to get McCain and Foster up to speed. So, in terms of progression, talk about those two guys first, and then do you see any available minutes for guys like Blake's and shoot? Uh, so as far as progression with the with the McCain and Foster, you know, like I was saying in the chat, I think it's just going to, you know, as far as subbing in and out, I don't, I don't really see. John subbing both of them in and out unless it's like some blowout game or like y'all said some you know game that they play in some D division nine team or some shit like that (laughs) but um you know I think as far as you know progression man I think shoot and Blakes can help McCain and Foster with that progression through practice and things like that but uh, as far as minutes yeah man that's it's gonna you just I mean it's all about what happens in practice, bro? Like seriously, it's all about the practice, man. Because I don't know if you ever been to a Duke practice, man, but it's they they do a lot in those practices, mm-hmm. and they battle and they compete. And it's like if you can't hack it, man, you ain't playing. That's just yeah, it, man. Blake. No matter what star you are, like it, I mean, in some of those guys, you see with Blake's, he played a shitload of 
minutes in the first part of the season last year because Tyrese mm-hmm. Parker wasn't mm-hmm. playing well. You know, so I think John he'll he'll throw those guys out there if need be, but I think McCain and Foster I think they'll be all right, man. I think you know with the with all the veterans they have on Duke, they can just you know I think their their progression to be sped up a little bit, man. And they you know they have a role on the team, and I think they will have a big role on the team. Now nah, you definitely hit on something there, Pablo. Especially with with freshmen, freshmen are always gonna, they're going to hit a wall. Yeah. They're going to have bad games. I, I, it, it, Blake's and shoot their best. Their best contributions will be a will be subbing in the games when John's trying to prove a point to McCain and Foster. Like when yes, when they sir. mess something up, when they don't follow the plan or stick to the script, then you're gonna ha- you're gonna have Blake subbing in or shoot shoving, subbing in, showing them look you're expendable. <laughs> like, yes, they will take your minutes if necessary. Like, get your act together. Yeah, you know it's funny that you say that because it's all, it's like a blessing and a curse for for McCain and Foster. Where like last year, you know Proctor, it was him. You know, and it's like, dude, like work. You can work through your mistakes. You can work through whatever. And I just, I only say it like, if Proctor had ten more games, he would have been the ACC freshman of the year. He was just on that level at that point. That you know Foster or, or uh, Proctor, but. He could work through those things because there was nobody behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, Blake wasn't taking those minutes. You know, he needed that team needed Proctor to be at his best for us to be at our best. And when he was, we were elite. And so for Foster and McCain, they do have Roach and Proctor ahead of them. So mm-hmm. again, it's a blessing and a curse. Where if you're if you're playing well, you're going to get your minutes. If you're not, you're probably going to sit. And then, yeah, as you guys both said, maybe you know, shoot and Blake get kind of spot minutes here or there to see if they can bring anything to the table that that particular night if if that's the case if if we see blakes and Jaden getting minutes duke's playing really bad or well, really, really well yeah. sure that sure. that is the and, only and option and i don't think it's the only option though like like i like, do like Paulo what i was saying like dude you know you've watched it like it, it, that's not the only option. I'm not talking about minutes all season long. I'm talking about a game here or there. I'm talking, right, about, yeah, a, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about a November 17th game where yeah. Jeremy McCain has six turnovers sure. or Caleb Foster's missing his Delaware assignments State. on defense. That's all I'm talking I'm not talking about Jalen Blakes is getting 15 minutes a game the whole season. That's not going to happen. He's going to no, have more DFTs than, than he's going to have games with double-digit minutes. Correct. For sure. Correct. And that's uh, how it should unless, be. Unless we're just going straight 99. That's how it should be. When you return to... Or when you return two five-star, yeah. When you, when you return two five-star point guards and you bring in two more five-stars on top of those two five-stars, you don't play Jalen Blake. You don't play Jaden Shoot. That's you my don't. point. Nope. Exactly. Nope. Nope. So, so I, I want to finish this one out, though, before we move on to our last segment and bring it back to Pablo. Do you, the one guy we haven't talked about hardly at all here is, is Power. Do you see him kind of cracking the rotation at some point during the season? Where do you see his role? Uh... Again, man, I think it just depends on how Shire wants to play. Uh, you know, if he needs a guy to, you know, spot shoot. And, and TJ Power is more than just a spot shooter. Don't get me wrong. Um, if he wants to throw him out there, you know, and the thing about TJ Power too, man, he's like a, a what they call a stretch four, but like a swing man. You know what I mean? He could play the mm-hmm. three. He could play the four. You know what I mean? But he could really shoot the shit out of the ball. He's athletic. and He's, he's an athlete, yeah, man. And he's smart. You know what I'm saying? I think the biggest part of his game that he needs to work on is, is ball handling. But he's not, you know what I mean? His handles aren't whack. But they aren't, they, you know, he's not, he ain't sham god or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> 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 I think that might be our first time. Uh, sham god, sham god power. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I think, you know, it's man, we are so deep, man. I think he can carve a role. It just all depends, man. Like, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying the same thing, man. It all depends on how these guys are playing, man. Like if a guy yeah, isn't playing well, next play. You know what I'm saying? It, Straight up, next it, guy up. It's going to be tough for TJ to get in the lineup, man. Yeah. I really. I mean, uh, it, it just all depends, man. I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. I just don't. I mean, it's a five-on-five game. There's only 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. so you just uh, looking where you find like what you're no, just looking ask, down the roster and like where do you where do you find minutes for so these guys? You know I'm what I'm saying? Now, Dustin. So I'm gonna ask you this, Dustin. So let's say you play a team like Virginia. You know what I mean? Who's gonna pack it in? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who you gonna play? You gonna play Sean Stewart? Or are you gonna play TJ Power? You need to you need to stretch that defense a little bit. I mean, I mean, Sean's a hell of a shooter too, though. He, he well, is. I'm gonna say by the, by the time Duke plays Virginia, they, they they will have figured out who they are. And he's a lob threat too, which is you got to attack the middle with UVA. You can sit outside and shoot. No, no, I don't, no, yeah, no, that no, pack line defense. I don't about. think shooting over that pack line defense defense is the play. Yeah, I mean, you know, AC you talk about it every year when we when we have Virginia week. It is you know those corner threes. You got to shoot them. Mm-hmm. Having a guy like TJ Power out there at yeah. six nine. Yeah, you know that that's a hell of a luxury. If if he's if he's coming if into he his can own, do it, man. He's like that saying, is he's coming into his own. Yeah, but I, I, I personally, I'm 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 closer to to, to D on this one. I I don't see the minutes for him. This, I I don't week. either. And and we, if it comes to Virginia week, we'll know if TJ Powers is going to play or not. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see, man. Like I said, it's 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 tough, man. But that's the that's I think that's the luxury, you know what I'm saying, that Duke has it is, right sure. now. And it I is. Think that, it is. That's the good part. You know what I mean? Is that we know that if you know what I mean, like we can go to the next guy if we need to go to the next guy. So I think it'll work out, man. I think that's 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 Shire, man. He's gotta he's gotta figure it out. He's got an embarrassment of riches, uh, and it kind of starts at the at the uh at the four slash five with flip. And we're going to end this podcast yeah. talking about expectations, talk about his game, and the expectations of Flip. And I think we've said it before, you got to imagine that he's going to be at worst first team, uh, all ACC preseason, probably get a hell of a lot of votes for ACC uh, preseason player of the year over AC's boy, baby back bitch. <laughs> um there's He's no way Flip wins ACC Player of the Year. Uh, first or second team All-American preseason. He's going to get that kind of accolades. He's at Duke. He, he had will. a phenomenal freshman year. He exceeded expectations. So, AC, where where are your expectations then for for Flip going into to probably his last year at Duke? I mean, I know what Dee's saying about there's no way he's going to win ACC Player of the Year. The only way, only reason to disagree with that is I think I think you'll see voter fatigue with Armando Baycott. They've given him two, almost three, essentially three chances now to be ACC Player. He hasn't really taken it, and UNC could be decent this year. I think they'll have a solid season. But if, if Duke should be hands down the best team in the ACC, and if they're hands down the best yeah. team in the ACC, it's because Flip is good. And if Flip is the leader of the best team in the ACC, I, I know how the ACC voters vote. I get it. I understand, but I mean, truly, there's no way that you put anybody over top of him in the in the league this year. There really isn't. I mean, he has nowhere to go but up, right? Like 28% from three last year. You're going to see that number go up closer to the 35% mark. I really, I really think you're going to see him shoot that high of a clip from from three. The place I want to see him really establish himself is at from two. Like 
You yeah. started to see him towards the end of the season. He definitely he got better from two. Like to start the season, I, I I'll say it. I thought he was trash from two. He he looked like a he looked like a Plumlee out there missing layups and everything else. Same shit Mason Plumlee used to do. But towards the end of the season, he definitely got better with his twos. I think I think you'll see. I think you'll see his two point percentage continue to to stay consistent and increase, and him be able to score against against low post defense and and all that. But but really, I mean his his bread is going to be butter from three. Like, can he can he take can he make that big leap in in three point percentage? Can he get up to thirty five percent from three? I think if he's doing that, then there, there's no reason for him to not be ACC Player of the Year. Honestly, like because he's still going to be close to double digit rebounds, if not over. He's going to be close to a block a game. Let's see the turnovers cut down a little bit, and and mm-hmm. I really think you see a a really good solid season on a flip. Like no more of the back turning at, yes. at the free throw line like last year and all the other yes. stuff that we we griped about all the time. I think you'll see some of those freshmen, the freshman bugaboos that you see those guys come out of high school and they bring it to the college level. You'll see that stuff disappear from his game. I think I think you'll just see a a rock solid all American center like. Forget Zach Eady, forget Hunter Dickinson and yeah. the big lumberers that slow a team down. Like you, like you said before, TK, like John's gonna want to run with the squad. We Tennessee exposed us with that. Like we couldn't score against Tennessee because we couldn't run, and there was opportunities to do it. And now you're gonna see that with this squad. You're gonna see us being able to run against those Tennessee types and everything. And, and it, it's it's it it should be beautiful to watch. There's a few things you can't coach, AC, and playing with anger, mm-hmm. playing with emotion playing violent between the whistles, those are mm-hmm. some shits you can't coach. All those things, Filipowski does well. Mm-hmm. Let this dude get a little stronger. He's already got a little more confidence. This dude can already stroke it from three. He's about to eat from mid-range. He's going to rip it up on the block. I'm tell- I, I, He's going to be the Swiss Army knife of NCAA basketball. And if Duke goes on a run, God bless him to the Final Four. If if he's not mentioned for player of the year, the, the, then the, the, this whole thing is stupid. Yeah, this whole thing is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I I mean he's got every intangible that you want out of a basketball player. And and no and school has returned he, somebody this talented. I, I think in, he's in the out last for 10 blood. Years. AC, I think yeah. he's out for fucking blood. Excuse me, am I allowed to say? Yeah, that? no, I no, I, I agree with you though, D, because am I, I think that th- those things. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are things that you you can't coach. And you know, when I look at Flip, I just see a gamer. Like you know, because you heard yes. all the you know the off season stuff where Shire had to get up in his. But once he yeah, got up in his face, but once he got between the lines and the ball went up, he just it's turned a into a fucking monster. And so yes. if he does clean up some of those areas that AC was talking about because he was trash from two. He could have averaged twenty points last year if he if he makes the easy ones, the bunnies. But he fronted the defender. He year. turned his back. He, he did a, a bunch of, of silly shit. Yeah, okay? he did a bunch of silly shit. Yeah, like the the, the you know the back or, you know kind of turning his back to the defense, yep. kind of trying to that spin dribble. Like mm-hmm. just stop that shit. Just do what you keep doing what you're good at, and you'll average eighteen and eleven easy, easy. Um, Pablo, I'll go to you here. The only thing I was going to say is. That I do not believe that he will be the ACC Player of the Year next season because the ACC Player of the Year is playing point guard for Duke next year. But I'll I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah, I got you on that. Uh, so my biggest thing with Flip, um, and what I think we'll see an improvement on is we'll see, you know, that he's going to be a lot stronger. 
Um, obviously with the hip surgeries or whatever, that's going to be a focus. You know what I mean? I, I, I mm-hmm. told that, that that's going to be a focus with them working on his legs, getting his lower half stronger, getting his core stronger. So a lot of those easy baskets he was missing, getting pushed off the block. I don't think that's going to happen next year. And, you know, with Duke having a lot more shooting per se, like, you know, when we say that we're going to have a lot more shooting and we hope so by the numbers, if you look on paper, we should have a lot more shooting. I'll say that, mm-hmm. you know, correct, that'll, correct. that'll negate some of the, the double teams and, you know, he'll be able to go to work on the block. You know what I mean? And he'll be able to catch the ball on the elbow and the pinch post, you know, dunker spot, just different places. And he'll, he'll be able to go one-on-one a lot more and, it's not a lot of guys who can guard him. So, mm-hmm. you know I mean? I think that's where, you know, Duke is probably going to excel and, you know, he should, he should eat, he should eat. There's no reason in the world why flip shouldn't average at least 17 to 20 points next year. Yeah. And I mean, literally he should average a double, double. Cause what do you, what do you average? Okay. Nine rebounds. Yeah, he, he was yeah, at nine. So he was, and right, nine he was right there at a double double right there. Yeah, right. And that's the thing, you know what I mean? And you gotta think about it. A lot of times he was a little bit he was away from the rim a lot because lively was down. Yeah. There. But he's gonna mm-hmm. be a Correct. closer to the rim now. So there's no way in the world he's not averaging a double double. So I expect, you know, like I expect some big things from him, man. Uh, I just want him to come back healthy and then just just come back focused, man, and just be flipped, man. Just like y'all talked about. He's he's got the mindset and you know, he's got that uh that mean streak in him, and that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, AC, we'll give you the last word here on Flip. And yeah, the one thing I want to touch on, I know it's it's the it's the elephant in the room when it comes to Flip right now. It's can Flip Flip play the five, especially defensively? I, I I don't see why he can't. He was a plus defender last year. He's a great rebounder. We have people who can help him when it comes. We're not we're not going to be like I don't think we'll be the top shot blocking team, kind of like we were last year with Lively, but. Nobody's getting easy shots down low against Flip. Like nobody's nobody's getting easy boards against Flip and and Mark Mitchell trolling. Mark Mitchell's a really good rebounder as well. <laughs> like and, and so yeah, I mean I just I I see I just I don't see any downfall to Flip, his game, playing him at the five, whatever. I just I don't I don't see the detriment there. I really don't. Maybe I'm naive, I just don't see it. Yeah, I I, I, I wouldn't say uh look at the the uh I just want to say real quick that I don't think that there's Anything that's negative of playing him at the five, I think it all comes down to preserving flip, not only in game, but in season, where if you don't have to do it, the more you don't have to do it, probably the better for his durability throughout the year. But, you know, when it comes down to crunch time, when it comes down to big games, certainly in March, he's going to be at the five for big, big time stretches there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not going to see on and or Reeves a hell of a lot. Because you're going to want your best five out there, and he at the five is probably that that's the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's a whole lot of debate there, unless D, you got something else. No, TK, you, you took it right out of my mouth, bro. I was about to say uh, you can say what you want about the five position at Duke this year, but at the end of the day, if you break that roster down, Kyle Filipowski is the best five you got. Mm-hmm. And TK said it best. You have to preserve that, whether it's uh, the type of defense you play, box and one style, or or a zone set, or a uh, matchup zone, or whatever you whatever you want to do. Kyle Filipowski, at the end of the day, is the five on defense. He's got to be. Yep. He's yes, got to be. All right. Well, we know what Jack comes back next podcast, so we got our five here. At the Five Point Play Podcast. Love it. Nate Van Pablo in the house. Be back for another run at the Five Point Play. We're going to be here throughout the offseason. 
keeping you guys updated on recruiting high at the Five Point Play podcast. AC, you got to gotta get another one. Gotta get another Bring one. another one and another one. Gotta get another one. Another one. Another one. Six man. <laughs> Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, the Brotherhood. Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Five Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Five Point Play podcast. Let's go, Duke.